You're listening to Red Nation Online. And we're back from BMO Field. Uh, we watched a bit of a sleeper tonight. Uh, we uh, just witnessed uh, a game against uh, Real Saint Salt Lake. Um, and I guess, you know, other than the X being in town, being in full swing, there really, really wasn't much to come see other than maybe, I guess, Ty Harden and the return of Ty Harden. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he had a pretty good game um, nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, you kind of called this at the beginning, a nil-nil draw. Yeah. He came in and said, what do you expect? And, <laughs> and then your your prediction was a nil-nil draw. Yeah, I could kind of see it coming um, after um, last week's uh, game against uh, New York and then the de- defeat midweek against... Uh, uh, the, the Panamanian side, um, it was, I mean, and looking at the the, the lineup that we had, I, I kind of sensed that it would be kind of like a goalless draw, and as the first half... Or that would pro- be the best we could hope yeah, for, maybe. The, <laughs> the first half progressed, it kind of, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't, there weren't massive, like, errors or anything like that, but they just really seemed to lack any pizzazz, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they, Gargan had a few shots on goal in the, in the first half, I think um, three, three. Yeah. Uh, Dirasario had a pretty decent strike on goal as well. Um, so I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't say that the first half was like crap or anything like that. It was what it was. The second half is. But but, but but most of the shots came from way out, well outside. Yeah. Um, they had the wind. Um, they had the wind towards them in the first half, and they had the sun behind them. They. Um, the pe- pitch was very wet, which seemed to work in our favour. Um, the the Rio Salt Lake seemed to be struggling with like keeping themselves on their feet. Yeah, just getting traction. Yeah. But all in all, though, I mean, the first half I don't think was uh, I don't think by any measure was terrible. I mean, it was it was a pretty straightforward and equally matched game. The second half, to me, seemed to there's a lot. I, a lot of people who've been in the army said the Arnhem's like sort of long periods of boredom, pierced by sudden like moments of uh, you know sort of action, fleeting moments. So it wasn't like being in the army because there weren't actually moments of action. So <clears throat> there was a lot of lot of dullness and, and tedious static play, which was was a little bit annoying. But uh, this is, I mean, we've seen many of these goalless draws from Toronto FC uh, over the course of this season, and. Um, it's after, not helping us, that's for sure, especially yeah, going on the back end of this. Uh, after scene. the uh, after the, uh, the the crushing defeat against New York last week, um, and then obviously losing in the uh, the Champions League midweek against Arab Arab what are they? Unity. Yeah, Arab United. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> in Panama, <laughs> um, the uh, I I was hoping to see a little bit more of a sort of um, you know an aggressive out the gate attacking sort of play, but. I just we didn't see it, unfortunately. Well, uh, let's start at the beginning. One of the uh, uh, differences in the formation was that Gargan played midfield instead mm, yeah, of uh, instead of back on the back line. The back. Now, you think that was just an experimental move to push Dirasario far forward? I think I think they uh, maybe needed another midfielder, and they started uh, Dero up in the in you know one of the two striker positions. So we we did have De Guzman back. Um, the 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 attacking roles were. Uh, De Rosario and Mister far forward, and then sitting behind them uh, was uh, Sarek, um, Gargan, uh, De Guzman, and Labroca. 
so it's a it's a lineup that was kind of um, a little bit, I suppose the best way to put it is improvised. But maybe the but best that, But maybe the best we could put forward, I think. Then because um, I think the only person really they brought in later on, which is Peterson, and he's you know, I think maybe this was the best line. Yeah, and it was um, it was pleasing to see Mister play the full sort of the full ninety minutes as well. Yeah. However, my my main and only criticism that I would have with Mister is that he appeared for long periods of the game to be very static. Um, not, not even just uh, absent from the game in some ways, you know. He did have a lovely uh, effort in the second half where he was split the defence and got between them and had a long stretch of his left leg to try and get on the end and put it in the goal. Yeah. It was unfortunate it didn't work out, but it really did show the creative, uh, the creative way that he's he's used to playing. For long periods of the game, though, as I mentioned, I thought that he was kind of absent, um, mostly through to his static nature. He was sort of waiting for the play to come to him yeah. instead of creatively trying to make the play. Yeah, and when they switched uh, D-Row back into sort of a midfield position mm -hmm. and brought a Brian White in in the second half, it just kind of made things worse. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, I, I mean, I don't think I don't think O'Brien White really... I'm not really sure where what his role is here. Because he doesn't really sort of have a like a striker's presence, and he seems to be doesn't seem to be quick enough to sort of really jump all over those far forward balls. Yeah, so, yeah. Just unfortunate, but I, I mean, think it, I think he's just filling space until yeah. like maybe Barrett and Mister get better, or Mykon get. Uh, yeah, I guess right? he's just there to just a warm body to put on the pitch. Kind of. Um, all in all, though, I suppose as performances goes, we've seen very similar ones that from Toronto FC throughout the season. Uh, the 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 lack of the lack the lack of the ability to close the deal is um, it's what's hamstringing them as a as a team. I mean, this we're we're heading into the the sort of the final throws of the season now. I mean, there's it's probably like the last third ahead of us. Um, this was a game that was touted as a you know a chance to put them back into playoff contention, um, and getting a point from it really does no doesn't do anyone really any favors. It it's the doesn't. three points I think that are most uh, the most important um, at any point in the season. However, going into this last portion where we're we're really looking to sort of find that that <laughs> that 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 position within those rankings, and ideally we don't want to be coming in at in the eighth spot anyway i mean it's unrealistic i think to go any yeah. any higher than that but however you know eighth isn't, isn't necessarily the best. the best place to be no it's not going to give us good uh, positioning in the draw yeah we get an away game against the best team in the, in uh, the league, in the league. Yeah. so and as we've proved countless times uh, our away form is is atrocious so steve any other observations from you about the game today well I, in this as we were talking about the this final stretch of the, of the season um, we're also looking uh, towards uh, most of our first lineup, uh, at least the Canadian players, going to play for the national mm -hmm. squad. And yeah. so, like, the game against Dallas that we play next week, uh, or this coming week, we're going to be missing the Guzman, the Rosario, Atacora. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're also going to be down even more players. We're going to be playing... Uh, and we don't have any depth on the bench. The people that they're going to be bringing on... Uh, can't fill those big shoes so it's looking it's looking dire and uh, it kind of reminds me of maybe a rerun of of last year and the year before where uh, as we got to the final stretch we were hampered by injury 
and uh and then just lack of depth like it's just it's coming back to haunt us uh the same exact same thing and maybe that's the mistake of management for selling off some of our uh, better players that were sitting on the bench earlier in the season you know like uh, uh yeah like uh sam cronin sam cronin mm-hmm. uh there's a bunch of people that just left at the beginning you know that we are we're, we're paying for it now yeah, you're quite right, Steve. I don't think we well, we don't have the bench depth. I mean, this this team is really kind of like it's eleven players that they can string together. Once the the once one of those eleven players is is injured, then the replacement doesn't possess the depth. To, yeah. to, however, the it, the starting eleven the starting eleven isn't like amazing to start with, <laughs> yeah. but the, once you get into the sort of these unnamed unknown players that we see. Uh, sometimes drifting into the squad it's like who are you and yeah how, how did you get here and speaking of unknowns we signed one uh this week uh from the academy oh yeah henry uh, henry not the poor, the, the poor man's honorary <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> uh, so it's kind of neat to see an academy player getting a, a a chance at the squad but you know it doesn't really it's not exciting like it's okay. yeah well that's that's really the kind of way that i would summarize <laughs> this evening's game not exciting yeah and um you know there was it was just and we, I was, I was, I was pleased that in the final fifteen minutes, as we kind of like, you know, we were discussing at the half, mm. the final fifteen minutes is always like a touch and go moment for, um, for Toronto FC. They managed to keep their composure well enough that they didn't concede that graveyard shift goal. No, but they, but Real Salt Lake did hit two posts in mm-hmm. that last final fifteen. Yeah, that's and, fortuitous and, for us that, that that it was the post that should have got the man of the match. I think. Well, that's what uh, I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, oh, my, sorry. My vo- no, no, sorry, no, that's fine. My vote, my vote for man of the match instead of being the Guzman should have been the post. Yeah, he's very confused as why the Guzman got the man of the match. I think Gargan would have been my. He my certainly ch- deserved it more. Shots on goal. Really, sort of, you know, kept his composure, contributed to the attack, and played wherever he needed to because he got switched into the yeah, he's uh, playing a midfield role then the back line. There was no like sort of, you know, he didn't he lose a, his composure. He made a lot of great overlapping runs for Labroca, trying to create options open, and, and even the way he created space for them to do stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He just was always uh, playing an effective role for this team. We we should game. mention that Sparky, as we mentioned last week, uh, is off in uh, Bonnie, Scotland. He is yeah. so. At, What's the time? It's 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 ten o'clock now, so it's three a.m. in Scotland. So he should be uh, he should be having a pretty nice time, I would think. Is he catching a Hearts match in Dundee? No, that was Hearts. today. That was today. Yeah, yeah today. he went to see Hearts uh, versus Dundee. Dundee, and that's which <laughs> I don't know what the score was, but it was probably more exciting than what we've just witnessed. Probably, yeah, and that's the Scottish League. <laughs> yeah, and that's the Scottish League. That's the one thing that I noticed, like um, without like sort of put changing the focus of this discussion against uh united arab united in panama mm. the um i just watched the highlights of the game because i don't want to i don't i don't have gold tv and i don't want to get gold tv uh, watching the highlights of the game they looked so kind of i mean arab united didn't look fantastic but they looked kind of schoolboyish. well it sounded like we played the bench in this one we played the third keeper uh who no one even knows who he is uh we played um uh, well, Di Rosario was on the bench until the second half. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like it's like they played like Gala and all the all the players that are sort of from the academy trying to give them Why some though, experience. Eh? I, I don't know. I mean, I really think that you want to put your best team on uh, on the away games, right? Kind of like because um, if you can get points there, 
it works more to your advantage, especially in the aggregate, at the, you know, in the end. Yeah, well, even if you can get a draw or something, it works out. I better. was, I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think Toronto realistically has a great chance of progressing through. Well, this. Maybe that's what Preggy's realized. It's just like whatever. Let's just go there and do get some experience for the bench. Yeah, it's kind of a, it seems like an extravagant way to do it though. It hey? does, yeah. Yes. Um, and looking at the, the way that they played tonight, one of the things that I noticed about the attack is the attack often takes the like the format of like a set piece. When the ball has been run in and it gets to sort of like outside the penalty area, like in around the 35-yard area, um, everyone sort of takes a position and stops and then waits for the ball to be delivered. Yeah, That's one of the things I noticed on a couple of occasions tonight. It's almost kind of like a set routine. Like everyone runs in, stops, looks where the ball is and then like takes their... There doesn't seem to be any kind of like movement to yeah. sort of break up the defence or create Which puts any... us at a disadvantage because the you know, pace is gone, it, it makes you more static. Everyone runs in, stops, looks, the yeah. ball comes in and then... And we are useless in the air. We are. Have you noticed that? Yeah, we can't win an aerial challenge to save our lives. And O'Brien White, for someone who's huge, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty big. He is big he's for... He's tall. Yeah. He just can't get off the ground. No. It's like, make sure maybe... maybe... Gerber. Get some yeah, Ali Gerber. Maybe it's Ali, Ali Gerber in disguise. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the the one thing that I've noticed is that we do suffer in those sort of. A, I think if we had and we and we rely more, so heavily on the long ball challenge, which almost is always relies on an aerial challenge to you know try and win the ball. Uh, it's just I mean we're playing like a stupid strategy. Yeah, we are. When you think of it, we are. Well, I um. I don't think that we should. Uh, I don't think we should labor the point too much tonight on tonight's game. Well, I, I, I want to say that most of our challenges came from also way well outside the eighteen yard line. Uh, so we were shooting from outside the box. Um, you saw uh, Garcia had a great chance on that. Mm, he did, uh, yeah, with a shot from far out. And we were t saying that uh, they really need to just take the chances when they have these opportunities instead of trying to finesse the ball in. As much as we'd like to see the finesse. Um, it, I don't know if we have it, especially on the finishing end with O'Brien White, and maybe they should just be taking the chances when they got them. Like as soon as it opens up anywhere, shoot it. Yeah, but Steve, we've said that we've been discussing that point for like months. I just want I don't to say know it how one long. More time. Maybe yeah, someone will listen. <laughs> we should maybe send Mo Johnson a card, like sort of say, like you know, maybe you guys want to try and shoot once in a while. Yeah, you know? it might work. But it did, you're right. The finesse and everything like this, and making it look beautiful, and it's like a darting run in the box, and then a little tap past the keeper <laughs> or over the keeper. I think uh, our strengths certainly seeing the way that Gargan was playing today. The one we looked most dangerous tonight was when Gargan was kicking the ball at 35 yards. He did, yeah. That's when I and Garcia was... as well. Yeah. That's when we looked most like sort of penetrating. So most of our shots were coming from defense, really. Yeah. And uh, maybe we'll get it like a rebound or something, or maybe we'll catch the keeper off the line, like something like well, that. Well, football's a, football's a game of mistakes. I mean, Gargan almost, yeah, it is. And Gargan almost caught the keeper off the line in the first minute of the game where he just uh, headed and hit the top of the crossbar. Like you just gotta take them when you get them, right? Yeah, it's um, the more opportunity, more time you put the keeper under pressure, the more likely are you. I think you're gonna get. You, well, it's not a think. You you are gonna get something. Yeah. So, in the in looking at today's game, where, and when we weren't shooting at distance, which was primarily from the defensive players, um, the the attack appeared static, and then we we just didn't seem to have what it took. To, to get the ball over the line. Well, in, we're using those finesse plays. And even when we were putting in pressure, like when we had the throws or the corners, there was a couple of times when we saw scrambles, which was just like, you didn't know 
first of all, it was difficult to follow who, what was happening, and it mm-hmm. looked like more like a pinball game where balls were bouncing off different players, and it just was like so erratic. You didn't know how this was going to end out, and the ball would go shooting out somewhere. It happened a cut more than once, and which made me think. Maybe we don't have our set pieces down. Maybe uh, well, even crazier though is uh, Gargan's throw-ins, where they just he throws the ball in like he's going like 40, 50 yards. Yeah, and like it just bounces and no one goes for it. No one. <laughs> knows. I mean, that's a set piece basically. He's he yeah. throws long enough and yeah. hard enough that it's like a corner. And they play it like that, but they don't it's play. Like a free it, but kick. they but they don't set up like that. Like the, I mean, they play it like it's supposed to be a set piece, but they don't want, they don't line up like it's a set piece. I mean, it's, because there's no one going because they they know he's got the arm. I mean, they must practice it. And he gets spin on it and everything. Yeah, so. it gets in great position for them to have a, an awesome challenge on net, and yet no one seems to be in the right position for it. There were two occasions tonight where the ball just came in, bounced, and then went out of play. No one was on top of it. There was no. Like, I know where this ball's going or anything like that. And we the just, wind, We were just essentially throwing it to them, yeah. giving it back to them. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, uh, I think Stefan Frey had a great game tonight as well. He, uh, he, he incredible always one-handed save. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful save, that was. Yeah, he was able to cut down angles. He used his posts. Um, the defense uh, the defense tonight to, uh, you know, I don't think they played awfully. No. I think it was just one of those games tonight that... They just they just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net, and there were probably I would say six good occasions to get the ball in the back of the net. There was Sarek's chip as well that hit the crossbar as well, which looked like the kind of on the re on the first when we first saw it, it looked quite impressive. But after the, on the replay, it, it was wasn't destined for gold. It looked like the keeper had got his fingers on the end of it yeah, to push yeah. it over. Um, but still, yeah, I mean there was there was plenty of opportunities. Just unfortunately. No goals. Yeah, and I think it was fairly evenly matched. I mean, I think Real Salt Lake also had the same amount uh, and number of chances. They were struggling with the pitch. But they, sure. but they were having difficulty with traction, I think, uh, that's for sure. I think BMO, BMO Field stands for uh, boggy, muddy, and overwatered. Yes. We should call it that. <laughs> the bog. The bog. You know, like the uh, Anfield. Uh, it's is, our secret weapon. Anfield's sure. called the cop, you know, and... <laughs> Um, Stanford Bridge is called the Shed, so we should call uh, BMO Field the Bog. The Bog, because and it works like that. I mean, those players didn't have any idea of how like crappy that pitch is. So uh, I guess it worked in our favor. It's a bit of a secret weapon. Yeah, place. the secret, the 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 twelfth player. The addition, yeah, the twelfth player. <laughs> uh, something else I was uh, happy to hear was a chant for Dero, uh, even though it wasn't so creative. Uh, people were actually singing for him, so that was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, and. Um... He didn't. Oh, but he had. He's he's become a, a. He's become a. He's got a new strategy on the pitch. Maybe we could put it that way. With the which which one though? The one where you go to ground, especially when you get close to well, the eighteen. Yeah, well, ones. we did discuss that this last week as well. That he seems to be. Let's. Let seems to be his. Uh, one of his favorite approaches now is just sort of collapsing under very limited pressure for, uh, and then. Holding his arms in protest to the linesman or the the, the referee, sort of. Yeah. Or and the other tactic, of course, is and, the, at some the point bicycle gonna, kick as well. That's true. He's really he, he tried to attempted it in the game uh, in Panama this past week, and then again tonight. Yeah. Both failed attempts. That uh the the going to ground though is uh it's one of those things that. It you shouldn't of, take pointers from Ibi Ibrahim. It just looks. Just don't. It, it, every time the, I it see it, awful. I just think it looks like uh, it looks like he's just trying to fall it's over. It's cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. It looks cheap, man. Don't. I mean, you know, you're better than that. Well, so our next game, uh, the next game for um, 
for Toronto is against um, Dallas FC. Dallas FC on at, the road at Dallas. So that's going to be in a, an interesting game. This uh, coming Friday. That's uh, September fourth. Yeah. Um, so it'll be an interesting game to see how um, Toronto fare on a uh, trip to the uh, the, the <laughs> south. Um, it'll also be interesting um, to see whether they can get some points from this as well. They've got three games in the next two weeks. So busy, busy, busy schedule for them. Yeah, and the next time we see them will be September 11th here. So the highlight, the highlight, Steve, of the night was the because uh, the the, oh, the yes, CNE the CNE is going on in Toronto at the moment, and um, after the match, Steve and I went to the food hall and got the curly Q fries. So all was not lost, and and they were pretty delicious. So let's just rewind to to just mention a couple of other things at the the X last week after the New York game. Steve had a beaver tail, and how would you sum it up? Well, a lot of winning for a very little bit of fried dough. Yeah, I had. A, I felt like I got ripped off. I had a Philly cheese steak sandwich last week. How was week. that? Yeah, that was, it was, it you know, pretty good. It was pretty. It was. It was pretty tasty. <laughs> I um, stole some hot sauce from the Filipino cafe that was next door to it and to uh, liven it up. Yeah, that made it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went to the X earlier this week again. Uh, f- for more punishment, and uh, was able to find the like uh, deep fried uh, mac and cheese, and uh, two thumbs down. I'll two say two thumbs down. Uh, too much pepper, too much cracked pepper, and just really tasteless. Avoid it. I- I'm a fan of fried. You fruit. would have thought that something with like a lot of cracked pepper would have been like Good. tasty. Not the case in this in this instance. So avoid it and look at demand better fried food. Demand better deep fried food. <laughs> I was watching a show. Deep fried Oreo cookies are the way to go, I think. Um, or Pop Tarts. Anyway, enough of food. I mean, it, it's just we've resorted to talking about food because really, the game's not really worth talking. Yeah, about. there's really only so much you can pull from another zero zero draw by Toronto FC. So, yeah. anyway, guys, we'll be checking in with you soon. Uh, we have a uh, another podcast scheduled. Uh, I think in two weeks. In two so, weeks' time, yeah. So uh, have fun and. Uh, Get your deep fried KD. See you then. (laughs) Bye-bye.
Get out of here!